Good morning. I am Cindy Vaughn. I love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the word studios. And of course, we're broadcasting 1490 AM and streaming live at klgo.net. In the studio with me is the first lady of love, the founder and creator of Love Talk, the editor and publisher of the Good News Journal. And you know me, I'm the hanger honor. <laughs> I just follow in Evelyn's wake. Hey, oh, Miss Evelyn. How are you doing today? Well, I'll tell you, I'm a little better. Are you thawed out yet? Well, yes. You know, we didn't have snow at our house. Did you have snow at your house? Oh, no. Uh We had snow and sleet. Uh, And it it didn't last long, and I was glad because that always brings challenges. You know, when you get old, you have to think about them. Make sure that you don't end up on your head or you don't have another hip. I talked to someone, uh, I talked to someone this last week who, cracked their hip and uh it was their third cracked hip Mm. and i said your third cracked hip as far as i know you only have two legs well that'll tell you just how bad their hip problem is they've they've cracked them more than once but we're we're all thawing out and we're gonna have a beautiful beautiful day in the neighborhood yeah that's right so what do you got going on evelyn what do we got going on tell me what we have going on (laughs) Well, lots of good things, Cindy. Of course, up in Washington this week, we've had a fiasco, and as we uh, think Did about Did you mean fiesta? No. You I meant fiasco. <laughs> that wasn't a slip of the tongue. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but a lot of good things have happened this week, Cindy. Uh, in fact, one of the funniest things I saw, uh, on the, first I got it on email, was this Superman that's flying all across the coast of California. Have you seen that? Yeah. That thing? And I thought... How how could a person put together something that would do that? And then later on the news, I don't know if it's an outline of what it was, I saw what this thing looked like. And the thing that was so funny is that there was a little boy that saw that with his mommy. And he said, oh, mommy, mommy, look, look, it's Superman. No, it's not Superman. It's Jesus with a Superman suit on. <laughs> Well, Jesus is kind of Superman well, times it. times infinity, you know. Well, we, you know, it has been interesting this week. We did Ed Sausen show on Wednesday. Oh, was that a blast or what? It and was. We were with our precious friend Kathy Enderbrock, who we cannot do without, and who's now part of our Love Talk team. And uh, I loved. I don't. Frankly, I have no idea how Ed does that. Every single day, because, you know, we're involved in the production end of that. We know what it Mm -hmm. takes to prep uh, for an hour. And, of course, we do teaching radio, and that's a little more entertainment radio. Yes, his his entertainment And and we were trying to do crossover. Mm -hmm. We were doing both entertainment and some teaching. Had lots of good um, comments about it. Yeah, tell me how the Mark the Streaker, Mark, (laughs) how did that go down? After that moment, Evelyn said on air, this reminded me of the moment when you said on air on Love Talk, that the little boy had Jesus in his panties. And, uh, when he had the, yeah. uh, Superman. Yes. And he said he had Jesus on his panty, in his panties. And, uh, then when you said on the air that Mark was the first streaker, I said, oh, we're going to get phone calls on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, a young people, a teenagers, uh, thing. We worked with college and, and young people for many, many years. And, uh, one of them came in one day and told me that and I said prove it <laughs> prove it and it doesn't name Mark but in the book of Mark it talks about when the soldiers came there was one young man who tried to run away and uh, the soldiers grabbed his cloak and so their interpretation was <laughs> that you know he left uh, his cloak but you know Cindy it is uh, it is an example for us that Life uh, goes on, even when there are troubles. And we are in a situation in our nation right now where we are praying daily for uh, for leadership that would help 
bring us through these critical times that we're well, in. Well, before right we get into the heaviness of this, I just got to tell you, you know, we're still in the middle of all the bowl games and BCS is, you know, oh boy. Uh, and of course I got to watch Johnny football last we did night. Too. Oh gosh, but, that was Awesome. He is awesome young man. Johnny he, football. You know, he, yeah, he, he is from Kerrville. He is a believer and, uh, they, uh, it was very obvious. Yeah, did you watch that when they did the Heisman ceremonies? It was very interesting because, you know, there were several yeah. young men uh-huh. that stood up there, all of which were candidates for the top place who gave who the credit first mm-hmm. in their lives well many of them did like we what like we all do we give credit to those mm-hmm. that are closest to us mm-hmm. you know oftentimes it's mama or it's daddy but these young men and and it was impressive because it was almost to the man yes now some of them were different than others uh gave credit to God for mm-hmm. what, for both their gifts, mm-hmm. the idea of perseverance, and, and opportunities, Cindy. That's right. Yeah. Well, Van, you know, is a UT and a Cowboy fan and uh, a Texan fan. And uh, he, this is the third time in his life that he has rooted for A&M. But he really enjoyed it. And he had lots of fun doing that. So, yeah, football has been on the front burner. And, of course, you know, it's... Um, the even with uh, the the coming week, there's still, I understand, a lot of it. Oh, yeah, up. yeah. We'll be watching it all through the weekend. And, of course, you've referenced uh, the political football game, which we're all involved in. You know, um, I'm fortunate enough to uh, pray for uh, the Texas congressional delegation, mm-hmm. both uh, U.S., and uh, statewide, and uh, our latest trip up to D.C. gave us the opportunity to sign on to many of their email lists, mm-hmm. and so I've uh, gotten some great stuff this week uh, from Culberson and, of course, Ted Poe and some of those others with their takeaways from what took place this week, and uh, wow. Uh, talk about, uh, divided mm-hmm. and division and, and strife and, uh, and where we're headed. Uh, and I know you referenced that. Well, you know, within the next, uh, few days or week, a uh, couple of weeks, we'll have the, uh, Texas legislature that'll come in and mm-hmm. uh, we begin our work down there and so we go and pray for the, the legislators and their staff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just important for us to pray for staff as it is, those who represent us that are elected. And of course, coming up on the 27th yeah. of January, we will be at the Capitol. Yeah. And see us, you can see what we look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> people uh, want to do Rick that. will be there as in Perry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because this is something that he, uh, just like he is a fabulous friend to, of prayer mm-hmm. in the state of Texas and National Day of Prayer, because you have, of course, uh, been careful and faithful to nurture that relationship. I really admire you in that. Uh, he is also, uh, devoted to this issue, he and several others, Senator Dan Patrick mm-hmm. and, and many others and, um, Greg Abbott and, uh, I don't know where Patterson and, you yes, know, Jerry yeah. is pretty close and so is uh, Dewhurst. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we are they usually all show up. It's, it's mm-hmm. a very, uh, good march because, uh, at the Capitol, they make statements that are hard for them to close the door on. Mm-hmm. And I like that about leaders. Um, you know, you and I, as kind of quote ministers, um, we're careful about what we say because it's not so much about our opinion or the right. actions we take. Um, on the other hand, for true statesmen, it is good for them to say unequivocally where they stand. You can disagree with them all you mm-hmm. want, but it's better to have someone stand before you and tell you where they're at. Now, see, this is why for me, to some degree, with President Obama, I understand that he and I would disagree on many things. Sure. However, 
I'd rather have someone stand up there and tell me where they're at, not be mealy mouth, than mm-hmm. me know that I'll never be able to get to count on them to agree, than someone who's going to look me in the face, tell me they're going to agree, and then they're going to go and they're going to they're going to uh, advocate for what is selfishly best for themselves. Well, that's so too, Cindy. And we do have a lot of leaders in our nation. Franklin Graham and Billy Graham came out this week with a very profound statement in regard to uh, where we are and what the needs are in, in our nation. We're going to be talking about some of those in the new year as we talk about goals and resolutions. But it's not the greatest problem that we have or need, I would say, in this nation is not the economic need. It is the fact that the mores of our nation have faltered so. And morals today are such that it, it has become very, very difficult uh, for young people to know exactly, you know, what really is uh, the best attitude about where we are in our nation. Well, you know, we serve a God that is full of grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. But do you think sin matters to God? Huh. Well, I mean, it's almost as if the debate in the church and the body of Christ is that we have we have done a good job of talking about grace Mm -hmm. and mercy, but we're fearful to talk about the things that offend God because we want to be able to communicate to a world that we serve a God that is a God of love. Well, that is true, Cindy, but with any attribute of God. Any of the attributes, whether you're talking about justice or mercy or love, if you take that one attribute to the extreme, then you have heresy. You can take mercy to the extreme and say, God, you know, uh, is, that's all he is and doesn't matter what you do. Or you can take love and say, love is all that's important. And, you know, we went through that season with the Beatles, you know, with the love thing. But you have to put it all together. All of the attributes of God tell us his identity. And it not only tells us his identity, but it tells us of what his expectation is for us. And what we're going to be talking about today is godly goals for what? A joyful life. It is so easy for us, especially older people like myself, to get discouraged about how we have seen a deterioration in this nation in the area of not only morals, but absolutely life virtue. Virtue. And it, it is disturbing, but it's not uh, impossible for God to turn around. And so that's why it's important for us to talk about these things. That's why we're here on Saturday. And not only to talk about them, but to pray about them and go to work to help people come to understand. Well, you know, we've been in this uh, lengthy dialogue about the seven principles for leaving a love legacy. And I believe this conversation we're having at the beginning of a new year, and I'm excited about 2013. I, I would, too. I would rather live in a time of turmoil to know that we were placed for such a time as this and that our life counts for something than to live on easy street. And a part of the debate that's going on in this nation right now, Evelyn, is there are a whole lot of people, Christians and non-Christians mm-hmm. alike, that say, hey, I signed up for easy street. Yeah. If it ain't easy street, then I don't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. If it is Main Street, forget it. I want to live on Wall Street. An easy street. Well, I will tell you, this nation was not founded on no. easy street. I don't know about what your past and your history look back, but my people have been digging out of the ground forever and had little or nothing. When I look, sometimes I had the most precious things from my grandmother really? that were given to me. But if you knew the kinds of things they were, like her button box mm-hmm. or her scissors, do you think that what my grandmother had to pass down to me was fancy jewelry or furs? No, I have her Bible and her button mm-hmm. box. And this is the difference between Easy Street 
and Wall Street. Well, it is, Cindy. And so as we're talking today, we're going to be talking about, you know, what is it that we're doing that's a waste of time sometimes? And what is it that God has in store for us as we come to realize that we have to have a goal of life? And what that goal actually is. What does he require of us? Well, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about what is the difference between a resolution and a godly goal. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vaughn, love talking with Evelyn Davison, the First Lady of Love, founder of Love Talk, and uh, you can catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com for our latest blog, and a um, the audio portion of this program will be posted out on our website. We're also streaming live at klgo.net. Evelyn, as we went out on break, we were talking about... Um, the the legacy that we leave and the legacy we've we've gone through seven principles of leaving a godly mm-hmm. legacy of trying to build a paradigm that moves beyond the material legacy that we leave for our children and what are those things that God is looking for in our life lives that leave a footprint of love and now we're as we move into the new year and people are looking at you know I'm going to resolve to eat better I'm going to resolve <laughs> to be healthier now you and I both woke up this morning I said I wanted to come in and talk about the perils of Pauline <laughs> because last night as I went to bed I and you know I'm in that iPad all the time I mean I this I'm going to have to give it up for Lent <laughs> Uh, but I, op- I don't think so. Cindy. I get opened it up in bed, and it flapped my lip. I have the biggest fat lip there is, and so I was going to come and whine about that. And I came in. You had sunglasses on, and I said, <laughs> "What in the world is that all about?" And I found out that you did. Uh, you probably don't want Van to hear this. No, he doesn't know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to tell on you now, Van. Turn the radio down. So Evelyn put a little bit of super glue in her eye thinking she was putting eye drops in. So you and I just go through life. And what covers us? Prayer. Because I will tell you, God. it is a full-time job for those angels to cover you and go before, behind, <laughs> above, around, and support. So, anyway, I've I've un, I've told on you, and you're well, probably getting okay, trouble. Yeah. But you know, it's those kinds of things that we're just spinning our wheels we're, in. We're normal, Cindy. That's right. But there are some <laughs> other things that are a complete waste of time in life, and that's one of the things that we know that some resolutions are just a waste of time because well, people aren't going to be able. To, they're just not going to do them, and that's why we're talking about godly goals but tell me tongue in cheek what are some of the things that are a waste of our time well number one is just jumping on the bandwagon of anything that comes along you know we have a tendency to do that or uh the biggest challenge in my life is waiting through paperwork oh my stars yes van's study or van's off is filled with boxes right now we're you know we're wrapping up ndp and getting ready for irs and it it you know, we can just wade through it, but it's that's not a good way to spend time. And then, of course, you know, we can all run around the circles, and, and I do that a lot, too. Yeah, here's the one that I'm – here's m- the main exercise of my life is spinning my wheels <laughs> and adding fuel to the fire. Our conversation this morning before we went on air is, you know I'm always stirring the pot and adding <laughs> fuel to the fire – 
Uh, well, we all have those tendencies to be, you know, to beat our head against the wall and our climbing walls. You know, you get so boxed in sometimes we think there is no way to go. Uh, but then, you know, we get full of it and we go out in our world and, and some people think we do that here probably on Love Talk is we beat our own drums. Yeah. You know, let people know we're the leader and they get need to get Now them. I'm a melancholy. So, yeah. you know, I'm a little bit on the Eeyore side of life. So <laughs> here's the two that, and I do not see these in your life. They're one of the things that I I love about you is girl, you are never dragging your heels and I am always dragging my heels. If you were to look behind me, there must be two ruts in the road because that is me dragging my heels and the other one I really struggle with is speculation and not positive speculation because I am jumping to conclusions or grasping at straws. Well, sometimes you know, that's I think that's kind of where we've been this year of 2012 is we've just been grasping for straws to solve some of the problems of this nation and um and and then you know we get to thinking well we have all the answers and what do we do we go fishing for compliments but one of the things that that is um troubling yeah here's a couple that i think really would describe a whole bunch of suits that live in washington Mm mm-hmm Go ahead. Throwing their weight around. <laughs> uh, you know, it is, it's baffling to me that we have a form of government in this nation, three branches of government that are actually uh, ordained of God to balance the decisions that are made for the people of God and the people who are lost. It is that we would have a nation where we would have the security of knowing that we could pursue him. And just this last year, we've lost more and more and more of that territory. And so, um, you know, when you get right down to it, it it's just passing the buck. One, the, the legislative will pass it to the Supreme Court and back to the president. But unfortunately, we're, what we have right now is a dysfunctional government. Well, now, the, the president, you know, is saying, you don't do it my way, then... You know, I will do an executive order. And then the Congress will say, you don't do it our way, then we're not going to give you any money. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's, you and I have talked a lot about the three E's, which is entitlement, empowerment. Oh, and I'm like, well, I'm like Rick Perry. I forgot my third E. Anyway. Engagement. Engagement. Okay. So here's the deal. Oh, I know. Elitism. So this is a perfect (laughs) description of elitism. This is like how kings came to be, Mm -hmm. which is not what this country is supposed to be about. Is you, you know, if it's convenient for you, then you throw your weight around. Mm -hmm. But if you have to take responsibility, then you pass the buck. Right. Now, this is when you know that you're in deep trouble. And actually, these are the things, if we were to go back through this, these are the things that we would say, you know, if you're looking for a roadmap of how you want to evolve as a godly leader, these are the things you want to avoid, you know, constantly jumping on the bandwagon. I will tell you as a godly leader, there is, uh, there is a new God du jour. I mean, if I woke up every morning, someone would tell me for sure. If they have a new word from God every day, I mm-hmm. need to stop what I'm doing and jump on their bandwagon. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, we all are tempted and pulled by that every day at work or in ministry. And then there are those of us in it that pine for yesterday. You know, we just want it to be like it was when we were children for our children today. And and that's I don't. That is a good extent (laughs) of you know the the, of small town life. Ben and I talk about that a lot because we grew up in small towns and how you know it was a community. It was you know there was security of and especially with the church. So those days uh, we have changed. We live with the iPads now and the iPhones, and that communication is such that it is instant. It's not, you don't wait till the six o'clock news to know what's happening in our nation. But one of the things that, that we need, we're going to be talking about in, in the next week or two, Cindy, 
is about upward living, what it is that God says our goals should be. We should set godly goals. And he gives us some very specific instructions. And it's out of Micah 6, 8. And this is what it says. Men, listen to me. God has told you what is good and what it is the Lord requires of you. And he names the things. What are those things, Cindy? Well, he tells us, first of all, act justly. Love faithfulness. And what's the final one? Walk humbly with God. Not not just before him, but mm. with him. And that goes back to our teaching around Christmas time when we talked Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. He left. Yeah, and we have such a tendency to do things apart from God. Mm-hmm. Do we not? Right. We're either, it's, it's like the list that we just read off. We're either dragging our heels with God. Or we are jumping on every bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And these are the difference between making our own resolve for life and going our own way or doing what Micah talks about in 6 and 8. How does that verse end, Evelyn? Well, it ends with saying that we are to take God seriously. God has already made it plain how to live, what to do, for God is looking for men and women. And it is simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. But take God seriously. And that's where we are in this nation. Mm. We are not taking him seriously. So what do we need to do? We've got to know who God is, Cindy. We've got to know who we are. And know why we're here. And so as we come to identify our worth in him, then... It isn't about our possessions. It's not about our talents, gifts, or even our reputation, our accomplishments. It's about how he works in us and through us. And you know, that reminds me, the crossover to that with um, resolution and goals is that you and I and everyone else, we can get into the business of focusing on our promises to ourselves Versus the promises that God has made to all mankind and for such a time as this. And how is it that we function in the promises to ourselves, the promises to others, the promises to the Lord and developing godly goals, which are commitments to living, commitments to bringing change, commitment to being a blessing upon the earth to bring about what? The fruit of the Spirit so that we, when we talk about a lasting legacy, what we're really talking about are what are those fruits that you leave behind Mm -hmm. that the next ones pick up that has been deposited in their hearts. You know, Evelyn, we're going to take our break and we're going to come back and we're going to ask this question. And I'm looking to you for the answer to this. Is Hope Alive in 2013? This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vanna sitting in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, The Word, 1490 AM studios. Of course, with me is my BFF, the First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison. And Evelyn and I are uh, having a dialogue about leaving and building a legacy for life and especially in contrast with what the world would say our legacy is versus what the principles and promises of God talk about and the difference between making resolutions and making goals. And Evelyn, we went out on break and we've talked already about a whole slew of things that Mm -hmm. are a waste of time. And we did that tongue in cheek. But the truth of the matter is, is one of the, 
the top of the mind questions in the country right now for those who uh who the glass is half empty would say is hope alive in 2013 especially for the nation are we spinning our wheels are people just jumping on the bandwagon are they passing the buck i mean are they dragging their feet you know and so my question to you is hope alive in 2013 where are people at right well cindy there is a negative response to where we are and then there's a very positive response and uh you know, after the Newton School shootings, uh, ABC Washington Post uh, put together a poll and that 52% of the people felt that shooting uh, reflected really, really big problems for our nation and for our society. And it didn't really ask what kind of problems, but it did break down some of the reliable standards of right and wrong that are probably on the top of the list. And so... Uh, this is kind of a summary of what they confirm that feel, that people are feeling really down and desperate over. And, and if you're down and you're desperate, then your hope vessel or your hope basket is a little empty. First <laughs> a of little. all, yeah, first of all, 50% of the adults believe that our best days as a nation are behind us. Hmm. Well, how- I, I get emails every day that would validate that. And I'm, and the disturbing part of that to me, Evelyn, is that it's from Christians. Yeah. You know, I, it's like Christians are the ones yeah. that are feeling and the, prof- the most and, and they come out with the prophetic, um, Things that do, don't offer a lot of hope. And, yeah. you know, we have to be real careful when we speak for God and we do that here on, on Love Talk. But the other thing, 47 believe the best is yet to come. Okay. So that's pretty much split. I'm going to, the next pretty time close. we kind of come in, I want to try to break down some of those statistics exactly mm-hmm. between believers and non-believers okay. because I, I heard a statistic this last week that said the majority of those who are feeling most desperate and his outlook who believes the country is on the wrong, wrong path are those who profess Christian mm-hmm. conservative beliefs. Mm-hmm. And part of that is is by the view that we have of our nation today and the view that our nation has of Israel because we know that Israel is one of the primary targets uh, of nationalism in removing them and the influence of God. Another one says, two to one margin, Americans believe that 213 will be a year of equal economic difficulty. Economic difficulty. Equally. I mean, there, there's no, there's very little difference in two to one that they believe that the year is going to have a really bottom out, uh, economy. Uh, and we don't know. We never know how those things is, but a smaller margin believes that crime rates will rise. And of course, you know, the law, uh, the gun thing is all a part of that. And people are, you know, are desperate to protect <laughs> I signed themselves. Up my, I signed up last night for my CHL. Really? Yeah. Are you going to go do that with me? I can. Let's Desmond. just uh, put that out on air in case people want to start protecting themselves now you that know they know some... Evelyn and Cindy are yeah, packing. These two little old ladies. <laughs> Well, you know, this week it, there was a, I don't remember where the location was, but it came out with a map of the gun holders in a large metropolitan area. So people are thinking about those things, but that is a, that is a constitutional right that we have, Cindy. And then a, a majority of, of adults, uh, expect power, uh, of the American influence to decline internationally. We're going to lose our position in being a leader in the world. And that, you know, the negative response is that we read all the headlines and we watch all the dysfunction in Washington. And and it seems that, you know, pessimism is justified. There's not a lot of hope that's coming out. And we have to stop and think, where are we as a nation within ourselves? But where are we, Cindy, as a leader of the world that God planted in a period or a time such as this, that we would have the gospel message and a gospel heart, forgiving and loving and sharing. But what is the positive response to all this, Cindy? There's got to be a positive response. Well, you know, this is curious because 
We have for year, years and years, as you and I have sat across on this table mm-hmm. and talked, you knowing that I'm a melancholy and just how cloudy I can come in <laughs> and with little rain clouds over me. But I have come, as I have gotten older, to really believe that we are living in amazing a times. Amazing times. We are Esther. Sadie. I, of course, would not even be alive if it wasn't for these times. I would have, you know, I would have been like women, many, many women. I would have passed away in childbirth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so I live every day in awe of the thousands of ways that our lives have been preserved. Mm-hmm. And as insignificant as you and I are, that a God of incredible significance continues to have his hand over you and I. Well, Cindy, and not just you and I, but I do believe he still has a goal for this nation. And that's what we're talking about today is godly goals. I don't think that that the Lord has used the holy eraser to remove America's influence in the world. Because I look back to World War II uh, when it looked like the whole world was going to blow up. Well, yeah, that's, I guess, what the, you're exactly right. When you ask me about a positive outlook, it is that my reference point is, you know, Khrushchev banging on the table with his heel where we had all the missiles pointed to us from Cuba, you know, when the, the oh. world's clock stood at Midnight, mm-hmm. when we had millions of people dying from influenza, we had millions of people going to the gas chamber. You know, we've oh. had pestilence. What really, you know, when I look at some of the things that are going on in the world, it is it's like, oh my gosh, grab hold of this moment, people, because right. this is our opportunity. We've got a tailwind behind us to leave <laughs> to leave a big imprint uh-huh. in this world, because frankly. Frankly, not like our relatives, we are not we're not digging a hole out for a Saudi to live in mm-hmm. in Texas. And that's where our relatives came from. They literally lived in the ground when they mm-hmm. first came here. Mm-hmm. We lived in the pine trees. <laughs> <laughs> you were so big thicket, you know, down in but Cindy, uh we do live in amazing times and, and, and I've had to change some things because of that. Uh, just yesterday I went and upgraded my iPhone because it had gotten too slow for me. Yeah, I'm pretty slow, but we have a, we have the opportunity and the means today to reach our arms around this world. You and I today right now are being heard worldwide, worldwide. The things that we are saying can be heard in England or in India on, on the net. Um, yeah, wasn't that awesome when, uh, we did the program with Ed, for Ed, uh-huh. this last week and Kathy was sitting in and her brother, uh, was texting us from Seattle. Yeah. You know, listening to the program. I mean, really, gosh, folks, this is, this is our day to shine. Well, Cindy, you know, when we come here on Saturday, our, our goal, number one, is to identify needs. And, and we do that. We've done that today. America needs God. We, America needs, uh, citizens who are willing to pay the price uh, to preserve liberty and to secure liberty and to protect the rights that we have of worship in this nation. We are losing those more and more of those every day and protect the life of unborn children. Well, I know we don't, ha- we're going to, talk about this at length but let's let's least introduce this subject you know franklin graham made a big statement this week and it was specifically with regard to all the press about the fiscal cliff is the fiscal cliff the greatest need facing this nation today or is it that we're facing a spiritual cliff. Mm-hmm. And Franklin Graham had quite a bit to say about that. Well, he did, Cindy. And so when we come back, we're going to give some some help about what it is 
that uh, we as believers and receivers of the love and the mercy and the grace of the Lord Jesus uh, can bring to the table in, in not only in discussions, but in lifestyle. We will do that, reminding you that we're talking out of today, Micah 6 and 8, which says this mankind, he has told you what is good and what it is the Lord requires of you. This is Love Talk on the Word. Good morning, I am Cindy Vonna. Love talking in the beautiful, blessed KLGO, the Word Studios. That's 1490 AM radio. And of course, in the studio with me is First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison, the founder and creator of Love Talk. Also the editor and publisher of the Good News Journal and the Central Texas. Texas Task Force on National Day of Prayer. Evelyn, we are talking about the difference between resolution, you know, spinning our wheels, making resolution, or the difference between leaving a legacy of love and building godly goals. And we've set this course of talking about, well, what is the problem? You know, and, and we've done that at length and we never want to leave people with that. And I know you're going to set the stage for help and hope. But you know, Franklin Graham this week talked at length about, uh, that the fiscal cliff was not our greatest challenge, that really we're, we're looking at a spiritual cliff, you know, because not only are we looking at the issues of, you know, how things are going to Touch your pocketbook, which people are very concerned about. But then we have the issues of not only raising taxes, but same-sex couples, uh, marriage, and the legalization of of marijuana, the decriminalization of that. And even that is the tip of the iceberg as we look at a health care system that fosters abortion Mm -hmm. as the norm. You know, we've gone as a nation from the issue of a woman needing to determine, having determination over her body, which was meant that then that men wouldn't control it. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean, in its, in its positive uh, thinking, that's what original intent was. But now we've gone to the tipping point as a nation to where it has become a license to kill. Yes. And where we're looking, you know, upward to, uh, m- millions of babies in this nation and us exporting abortion as the norm to the world. You want to talk about is America going to stay, uh, a worldwide leader? Well, the question is, is should we? If that's, if what we're exporting mm-hmm. is pornography, if what we're exporting is sexuality, if what we're exporting is, uh, a child uh, fetus in genocide, then those are the mm. things, you know, you got to look at if our de- power declines. Is that because we're making choices that really shouldn't be fostered in the world? But the Bible definitely takes a look at this and uh, with King Manasseh, mm-hmm. who was in his 55 years, I mean, he was an evil reign. 55 and, years. Cindy. Right. And in Psalms, the Bible says this, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, following the 55 years of evil reign, Josiah found the book of the law mm-hmm. and discovered the principles of God, just like we looked at in Micah, where it says, basically, you want to be right with me? Here's how you live societally. And so give those who are listening to us today that rope of hope for upward living that leaves that imprint on culture and society that leaves things better than how you found them. 
Well, Cindy, a history does have a tendency to repeat itself. And if we were to really classify America today, we could probably say it's pretty close to being what uh, Israel or in Judah uh, were uh, during the time of Manasseh. And one of the things that that the people of Israel did wrong was they rejected God's leadership early on and they began to look at the world and see how the rest of the world, the, all the ites, you know, the, the, <laughs> yeah, the Hittites all those ites and the Ammonites and every, yeah, yeah, all, all the ites, the ites uh, <laughs> were doing. That. And they wanted to be like the rest of the world. Uh-huh. Well, if you look at America today, we are trying to get the world to look like us in that the mores of our nation are no longer uh, the standards under which God can bless. We have to say that, Cindy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if if we see in history how God took a nation after they had 55 years of the wrong leader, and they got the wrong leader because they wanted to be like everybody else, mm-hmm. and they wanted to give up the prophets, which was the law, the the priests, which provided their salvation, uh, and not be restricted by any of those things. And they asked God for a king, and God said, they didn't intend you to have a king until I send a king. But he gave in to their wishes. I mean, he allowed them to choose their destiny and their legacy. But he raised up Josiah. And Josiah was a young man that when he saw what God had required out of Micah, that was one of the scrolls, he re- he requires that we live humbly before God, that we do justice, and that we have compassionate feelings for others. Well, he took upon himself to uh, bring the nation back together. And the result was that they smashed all the idols, they got rid of the fortune tellers and the mediums, and they forcibly removed anything that represented a foreign god. And the thing that happened was he brought that nation back to the worship of one true God. And, you know, we can we could do that today, Cindy. We are not beyond restoration in America. Uh, we've neglected these things too long and even rejected them. Even in the era of marriage. But the word of God gives us commands that we are to penetrate our society. And that's why we have such an amazing opportunity with iPhones and with iPads and and all the other things that, you know, modern nerds do. But what it is, is that we've got to recognize that because we are a sick, sin-sickened country. And we're about to really slide and slip into a moral abyss if we don't begin to recognize it and and really start to proclaim the good news of God's love. And so what is it that we, we need to do? We need to do what we talk about with National Day of Prayer. Shirley Dobson has given us a, a really good paradigm for doing that. Prayers are to be uttered for those in official positions that are being met with hostility. What else, Cindy? Well, we know that in Colorado, that National Day of Prayer has been banned. There's been attempts on that by the Freedom From Religion group, and we know that's no longer being uh, honored or uh, recognized within the White House. But, you know... As far as looking for divine guidance, we have to be keenly aware that in this country, uh, we talk about equality of religion. You know, the separation of church and state was that the government, government would not foster any particular mm-hmm. religion. But make no mistake about it. When we're talking about worshiping the one true God, you know, we can't be a nation that re- worships as if 
all religions or all gods are equal. Right. You know, in Islam, it is, you know, basically if you beat your wife, that's fine. If your wife can never hold property or never vote, that's fine. If uh, she commits adultery and you set her on fire or stone mm-hmm. her, that's fine. These are not things that are held within Christianity. Mm-hmm. These are not things that can be fostered within this country so that not all things are are equal. And so we've got to set new goals for living and giving for our children. And what would you say those are? You you opened in the first segment and you talked about who we are in Christ. Let's run through that because that's really our takeaway of hope today. Cindy, the first thing is we've got to have a viable uh, living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the scriptures tell us very specifically that Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And apart from the life of Jesus, there is no life. He prepares the place. Uh, we've got to seek God's perfect plan uh, for our lives and for for our families and follow that plan. That's what Josiah saw. The people had left God's plan. And we need to go back where we honor parents and we honor children. We've got to be free to speak uh, God's truth in this nation. And we've got to do that, Cindy. That's what we do on Love Talk. We speak it. But we've got to get out there in the world and speak it as well. We've got to be bold in our in our presentations. Not critical, not condemning, not whining. But allow the Lord to put us in places, in the places where we can be used of him. And then one of the most exciting things I think that we can do, uh, Cindy, is lift life's burdens. Do what it is the Lord would do. He said, if you give a man a drink of water, what have you done? You've given that water to me. And then one of the greatest things I think we as Christians can do is to be positive and really be be vocal and visible of God's mercy and his majesty. And talk about how he answers prayer. Talk about how we can have an influence in our government by being aware of the issues that are out there. And stop whining and stop complaining. You know, this week on Ed's show, or I guess it was last week, we talked about what our goals are for this year. Mine is from Philippians 4, 8. And it says, whatsoever is true, think about this. So we've got to get past that point of being depressed over where we are and where America's going and cheer up. And go out there and be a cheerleader for Jesus Christ. Well, I agree with that. Now, you and I are going to embark in the new year on a series that we're going to call the first portion of it is going to be on simplifying. We're And we're not just talking about simplifying the complexities of life, but we're going to be talking about what it is to major on the main thing. The if main that, thing is the main that's thing. That's right. If you're struggling with that today, I would just say to you to turn to... Uh, in your in a quiet moment, just turn your face towards God and mm-hmm. tell Him, you know, I want to leave a legacy and have godly goals in my life for the main thing to be the main thing. And God, you have promised me that you would do that for me when I acknowledge you right. as God, when I confess my belief in you and confess my sins to you. And put my faith in Jesus Christ. Go ahead. That is an important message for us to leave today. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us. Evelyn on the Love Line, 249-6535. You can also catch up with us at lovetalknetwork.com. This has been Love Talk on the Word.